Welcome back to the Awesome Awful Podcast. Today, we're here with Elijah Horton. We're going to be talking about the 2008 M. Night Shyamalan film, The Happening, starring Marky Mark, Wal- Marky Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. So, Elijah, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. I- I'm so glad that I can finally talk about how much I love this movie and also really, really hate this movie. Absolutely. So yeah, let's dive right in. I'll ask you, why do you love and hate this movie? Why was this, of all the movies you could pick, why was this the one you wanted to talk about? I mean, no disrespect when I say this, but M. Night Shyamalan makes some really bad movies. Uh, I mean, it's pretty well known at this point, M. Night Shyamalan. And the thing is, when he makes bangers, he makes bangers. He, he made Unbreakable and then he made Split. Split was really, really good. And that's when I was like, oh man, M. Night is back. Like, I can't wait to see. And then he made Glass and I was just like, oh yeah, he's back off the track. Um <laughs> But yeah, that, so I, I he he made I think leading up to this he made signs and then he did the village and then the ending for the village was really bad, and then yeah. he made Lady in the Water which a lot of people hate but I did I didn't hate I thought it was enjoyable, and then I remember seeing the trailer for the happening and I was just like oh man people are killing themselves people are flying off of buildings this looks insane, and um, I was in about eighth grade when this movie came out. I was crushing on this girl, um, Erica Dorsey, if you ever watched this, shout out to Erica Dorsey. And this movie was so bad that after we went on this date, she looked at me and she was just like, man, I'm so glad I didn't pay for this movie. And uh, (laughs) so that's why I hate this movie. But I love this movie because I really do have a soft spot for M. Night Shyamalan. As, As somebody who studied film, I think he's a great director. Like technically, the camera shots, the framing, everything as a as a technical form, this movie is great. But storytelling and everything, god awful. When did you realize that this movie had turned bad? Like, was it the first scene, or at what point were you like, "Oh shit, this might actually be a bad movie"? Honestly, I, well, the first scene, I was just like, "Okay, this is interesting." Um, the lady stabs herself in the neck <laughs> with the Chinese hair pick. So I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I'm trying to see where this is going. And then the following scene after that, it was actually kind of a pretty chilling scene is when the, uh, the, the construction workers are jumping off of the building. Everybody's free falling. I was like, holy shit, this is really insane. We get to Mark Wahlberg being a science teacher and just his entire, like just his entire delivery throughout the movie, he just kind of sounds like he's whining. And that's when I realized I was just like, oh, this is about to be really rough. Whiny is a good way to, especially the scene where he's talking to the train conductors. He is so blatantly rude to them for no reason. Like yeah, they don't know like, anything. What's going on? Like it's, yeah, it's really annoying. He's like, why are you giving me one piece of worthless information after another? I'm like, damn, like that's your second question. <laughs> why don't you start with, you know, can we do anything to help or something? But so yeah, everybody's dying. Right. Exactly. The other thing I have to ask about Marky Mark Wahlberg, I mean, there's going to be more, but his teaching tactics are a bit questionable i mean he he shames a 15 year old's facial features until he answers a question how do you is this a science teacher you would want to have or should he just chill out no it's so ridiculous because yeah the kid the kid is just like taken off guard obviously he's very self-centered 
And he's just like, oh, you don't want to answer my question? I'm going to tell you how your nose and your ears are going to continue to grow. And you won't be as handsome as you want to be in the next 10 years. And I'm just like, it's completely unnecessary. We know that you're a handsome guy, Mark Wahlberg, but like, you don't got to shit on this kid to be like a good science teacher. And then following that, the principal comes in and he's just like, oh my God, the troll's in the room. It's just like, maybe you need to get beat up. Like, cause you're kind of being a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of my take too. As soon as he shamed the kid's face, damn, is that what we're doing in Philadelphia? Like, <laughs> I, I was in the Midwest and my teachers weren't even that cruel. That scene was something else. And an interesting thing that I found, I looked up trivia about the movie and M. Night Shyamalan said this movie was meant to be a joke. Mm -hmm. Now, he said this after they'd filmed, like just a few days before reviews started coming out. Do you buy that he meant to make this movie as a joke? No, I don't buy that because I know that they do a lot of screeners and they kind of do the test reviews where people write down what they think about the movie and stuff like that. And that sounds like a really good cop out for the people's reactions before the official reviews came out. And to be like, well, everybody is saying that they didn't, they're shitting on my movie, but they didn't get the premise. They didn't understand that this was supposed to be a joke and everybody thinks it's really stupid, but that's the point. So no, I don't believe that this was supposed to be a joke when the deliveries of everything that was going on. And no, I absolutely don't believe that. I agree. And to pile on that, uh, we have this amazing quote from Mark Wahlberg, which I'm 99% sure is an exact quote. Apparently what happened was he was in discussion with Amy Adams, who was going to play Zoe Deschanel's character of mm -hmm. Alma. And Mark Wahlberg was asked what he talked to Amy Adams about. And he said uh, they had lunch to talk about another movie. And this is his quote now. It was a really bad movie that I did. She dodged the bullet talking about Amy Adams. And then I was still able to, I don't want to tell you what movie. All right, The Happening. Fuck it. It is what it is. Fucking trees, man. The plants. Fuck it. You can't blame me for not wanting to play a science teacher. At least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. So we have Mark Wahlberg over here dropping the yeah. F-bomb, saying that The Happening was a terrible movie, saying essentially that he probably regrets doing it. Do you regret that Mark Wahlberg was in this movie or did he make it more enjoyable for you? Well, see, that's the thing is that I feel like his delivery did make it more enjoyable, but it was also one of those roles where like anybody could have played it. And and like I, like he said, I, I, I do respect him for trying to step out of that bubble. I mean, he played a porn star before. So I guess, you know, th that was one of his like breakout roles. So he was just like, hey, I played a cop or a criminal and a lot of other things leading up to this or like an action star. So maybe I need to step out of my role again and play a science teacher. And it, this goes back to the, also the M. Night Shyamalan quote of being like, oh, it's just a joke. If it was just a joke, the actors that were in your movie would know that this was a joke. So they would be able to take those quotes and be like, I love this movie. This was satire. Nobody was able to get it. And if you don't love it, then it is what it is. But if he's saying, fuck this movie, your entire cast didn't understand that this was satire. Which my, my conspiracy theory, because I love conspiracy theories, M. Night Shyamalan is known for his twists. What mm -hmm. if, and entertain me here for a second, what if he wrote this entire movie without telling his actors it was a joke and only he knew this was a joke? Is that a possibility? That and then that was his twist because yes. because that's the thing is that there's nothing that happens at the end of this movie. It, it just falls completely flat. It, 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 there's a whole bunch of buildup. There's some weird shit that goes on at the end of the movie with the old lady. I don't know. We're going to talk about that, that in a second. Yeah. Okay. And there's a, a huge buildup of like these trees and everything starts off so big and it's starting to compress and compress and compress. And then it just falls flat. 
So if, if, the big, if the big twist that he usually brings to the table is that he is the only one that knew about this or his, him and his production crew is the only person that people that knew about it, then kudos to him. But that's some really shitty planning. And then we have to talk about the old lady at the end. It's such a weird because it takes up a big chunk of time Pointless. and you expect something to come of it. I mean, my favorite part of the whole scene with him and this old lady is when she starts throwing her head through the window. That I yeah. thought was like, what the hell are we? Or the the doll in her bed. And then, but nothing ever happens. Like I expected her to pull out a weapon or something. Why was this scene a necessary b so long what what was going on with the scene it makes absolutely no sense i like and i remember it being in the movie and i, I remember like watching it because i've watched it a few times since i first watched it when i was in like eighth grade and i was just like i don't remember why this was in the movie and then i watched it again and i was just like this is why i don't remember why because it doesn't amount to anything they get to this old lady's house and they're just like hey the wind, the toxins from the trees are chasing us. And she's just like, I don't want to hear about it. I've lived isolated, whatever, whatever. They're in the house and she's like, I hear you guys whispering. Are you going to try to kill me? Are you going to steal things from me? Yeah. And and even Zoe Deschanel's character, Alma, she's just like, I'm getting real exorc- exorcist vibes from her. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it would be really dope if she was like a witch and this all started from her and she was the one that put a spell over everything and she released the toxins or something and then she just kills herself by smashing her face into windows nothing i always try to put my and i I shouldn't do this because you can't put yourself in m night Shyamalan's head but he's in this scene and he's like this is going nowhere i'm gonna have this old lady just kill herself in grand fashion i i think (laughs) what was best was the second time she did it because the way it was framed was perfect. Like you go through the inside of the wall knowing she's out there and then her head comes through the next window too. And I was like, yes. But the thing is also, that's really interesting is that it doesn't make any sense also because every single person that has killed themselves throughout the movie, it's usually been a one shot. Mm -hmm. People jumping off of the buildings, people stabbing themselves in the neck, people just running themselves over. It's usually just a one shot, one shot deal. I'm jumping into, you know, doing things. She's just smashing her head in a window and I'm just like, okay, so it's just taking multiple steps. You know, so it's just, I I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing that he decided to do. It felt like a separate movie. Whenever he saw the doll in the bed, I was like, are we still in the happening? Or did we step into <laughs> another movie with this crazy old lady? But yeah, like you said, nothing ever comes of it. And it's it's yeah. such a strange scene to end the movie on. Let, let's rewind and talk about another excellent side character, a guy who I refer to as hot dog guy, because the only <laughs> thing he ever talks about is hot dog, hot dogs and plants. Yeah. I believe his exact quote is, you know, hot dogs get a bad rap, cool shape protein that's the first thing we learn about him he, he offers it so for those listeners that haven't seen it this guy gives mark Wahlberg a ride and his family a ride to his plant nursery and then they're going to get out of town and this guy packs hot dogs for the trip like they're going camping and he's so proud of his hot dogs and that's when this quote comes out what the hell elijah what what why was this necessary i, I was expecting <laughs> I, I i i was expecting he didn't offer them any condiments uh you know he was just offering hot plain hot dogs i thought that was really interesting too and yeah he was very very kind though and also i thought it was really rude of zoe de chanel's character to call this man cuckoo behind his back when truthfully he was the one setting up the whole idea of everything that was going on in the movie which would later lead up to them being like oh shit these plants are actually the ones that are taking over and maybe we should have been talking to the plants yeah, no, he was being very generous. And I have no idea besides plants what his obsession with hot dogs are. Like he maybe, and I also would like to know, like 
Does he boil them? Does he grill them? <laughs> does he does he like you know those people that put them on on that pan and fry them? You know, so I, I would have loved to have known. And then they were being rude and didn't and didn't eat the hot dogs. I mean, that's the thing. They were stuck at this restaurant where everybody was pulling away from them, and this guy was just like, "Hey, I got I got room in my ride." I can take you to my plant, my greenhouse real quick. And I'm going to offer you some hot dogs. And they were like, oh, no, thank you. Just eat a hot dog. This guy was being really nice. And I guess going back to the cooking aspect of it, how he prepared these hot dogs, either this guy already had hot dogs pre-prepared or he didn't cook them because they got back <laughs> to the place. And he was like, you guys go explore. Mark Wahlberg takes about five steps before he shows up again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, we're ready. You guys want a hot dog? <laughs> and nobody stops to think he, he couldn't have cooked them in that time. Not even microwave. Yeah. So those are either raw or pre-cooked hot dogs. Do you still think it's okay how passionate he is about his hot dog, knowing they may be uncooked? Well, that's the thing is maybe his job, maybe he's one of those hot dog push cart dudes. Because they do live <laughs> they do live in Philly and it's close to the city. Maybe he's one of, you know, he keeps them in the hot dog water. He's one of those push cart dudes. So he's just like, he's snatching them out. He's just like, we're good to go. I like this. Let, we're, we're settling on that. That's what happened. This guy's the hot dog push cart guy. I like this. So then the only, the only other scene I have to bring up specifically is the scene where a guy runs himself over with a riding mower, which it's, oh no, there's another, another death scene besides this, but let's start with the riding mower because the pre-planning, what I, most of the deaths, like you said, it was like a quick thing. They shot themselves, they jumped off, and then it starts getting more complicated. I guess yep. M. Night Shyamalan ran out of quick ways for people to die in glorious fashion. So this person starts a riding lawnmower, steps away from it, gets it to turn, lays down, and lets it run over himself. All the while, Julian watches this happen the entire yep. time. He watches the entire gruesome spectacle. Elijah, if you see somebody laying down in the path of a lawnmower, at what point do you turn away? As soon as I notice that the lawnmower is starting to turn towards them, I'm putting myself into Julian, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character. I've seen enough, enough death at this point where I don't need to be traumatized anymore. So as soon as I see the lawnmower start to make that 180, I'm out of there. He lets his group that he's in just start to run over the hill and he stands there and he's just like, hmm, let me see how this guy just gets chopped up into pieces by this lawnmower and just watches the whole thing go down. And that's not the only time that he or anybody else in this movie does that. And I don't understand it. Yeah. And that goes back to the opening scene too. When the lady sticks herself in the neck, her friend has zero reaction. She just kind of stares at it. Like huh. but there's so, so many times in this movie where people just have zero reaction to what's going on. And it's a problem that I notice in movies too, just because I'm a movie person and I uh, pay attention to these things. There's a scene because uh, we never mentioned John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo's in this movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he's getting he's getting a ride to Princeton and it's a truck full of people and the cameras turn to the back seat and they're driving down the road. And then all of a sudden the camera pans and you see a tree full of people hanging. And that's when people start screaming. But it's just like you've been driving on this road for at least half a mile, but you only see it when the camera turns and like, you know what I'm saying? And this like, is a stop. straight road. There was no turning. It was straight. A straight road. And you only see it when the ca- it's almost like the same thing when you get studio camera shots, when people are watching uh, like security camera footage, it's the same thing. You're not getting security camera footage from like these low angles. So it's just like stuff like that. I noticed, I'm just like, this is really dumb. Yeah. And then the other death scene, because it's the only one left. I mean, we've covered all the cool deaths is, mm-hmm. is the lion scene where everybody, everybody at the same time gets a text 
of this video of a guy going into the lion cage at the zoo and then proceeds to get pulled apart by the lions, obviously. And yep. everybody's just glued to their screens watching this. So, I mean, again, it's the same question. Is that That's not how humans act, is it? Like, I wouldn't still be watching. Even watching it, I looked away. I'm like, I don't, I get it. He's getting pulled apart. I don't need to see yeah. any more of this. No, they're glued to their screen. Like, they're watching a world star fight compilation. Everybody's just like, hey, come around. Like, look at this thing that's been happening to people. This guy's jumped into a lion pit at the zoo and is getting eaten it's and like the more we talk about it i'm just like maybe m night Shyamalan did actually want this to be a comedy because even even some of the lines one thing i did want to bring up because it was actually a really good performance and I'm, I'm actually not joking jeremy strong is in this movie for about two minutes and it's a really stupid line when he walks up he's just like cheese and crackers what is going on i'm just like what, what the fuck do they have this man saying in this movie <laughs> It was a really good performance because when they're going, when they're in groups and he starts yelling about his gun and, and then he does like this little shimmy before he starts walking backwards. And I was just like, holy shit, that was actually really creepy. And, and then he kills himself. But I was just like, oh, that was actually the creepiest, one of the creepiest scenes in this movie. And he's in it for about a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that scene up because he, I, I remember that shimmy too. As soon as you said it, I remembered how he, it was just so unhuman. It was, it, it looked like something that was wrong. Ger genuinely unnerving because he does like a weird shimmy and then his leg dips and then he starts walking backwards. And that was the only time that you see somebody because usually people just stop and then they start walking backwards. But him, he's in the middle of yelling and then he does this little shimmy and then dips and then starts walking backwards. And I was just like, that was a very interesting decision that I'm sure M. Night Shyamalan didn't make because he didn't have anybody else do it. That was really, really great. I really did appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. And the shouting about the gun, that was because you knew what was happening, but yeah. it was still you couldn't look away because he was doing so good with it. No, that was a great scene, which weren't that many in this. And that, <laughs> that was the thing. There were a lot of weird micro scenes that were just so awkward like when they're in the restaurant and the random lady shows Mark Wahlberg this lion video and she's like look at this they don't know each <laughs> other she just shoves it in his face but then the other one was again when they're in the diner and the lights go out and these two guys stand up it was just such an awkward scene but one guy's like if we stay here we're gonna die here and then this next guy right next to him goes whatever this is it's not happening 90 miles from here and then everybody just runs out of the yeah, restaurant they just take all out. at once. <laughs> it doesn't make, and that's the kind of scene where I see that and I'm like, this is a joke. It has to be a joke. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And there's there's so many things and then it's, and then it's like, you know, and I, I think if a different director, these, this feels like, because I always hear all the time about movies that are, are written and they kind of float around Hollywood where different directors read them and they this one likes it, this one doesn't, this one fights for it, this one doesn't. This feels like one of those movies that was written and M. Night kind of picked it up. And I wish another director picked it up because it just felt, it felt too on the nose. Because as soon as it starts, they talk about, especially with Mark Wahlberg's character, they start talking about plant toxins and all these different things in the first seven minutes of the movie. And then when he's driving away with the hot dog dude, you see the, uh, the nuclear plants in the background as soon as he parks his car in front of the greenhouse. It's, there's no subtleties to this movie at all. It's like really, really over the top with this is what it is. People are bad. We are, you know, we are a menace to society. We are, we do all these things to mess with these plants and now the plants are uh, mother nature's taking back over. And I just kind of wish there was a director that made it, made a tighter script 
made made things a little bit more subtle to where it could be like you know maybe that's what they the the plot is you know formed at the end and i also wish that there was a lot of things that were cut like even even the zoe deschanel's character alma there's a whole side plot of her possibly cheating on mark wilbert's character and like going on a date with somebody else because they're kind of in a beef and she gets a phone call from this dude and she's just like we just went to go get ramen one time leave me alone and i'm just like what was what was the point of any right. of that? Yeah, you don't need extra tension in a movie that's about the world potentially ending. You don't need this side romantic plot. Just although I yeah. will say, the character that played the guy, they didn't even really play him, but the person that kept calling Zoe Deschanel was actually M Night Shyamalan. That was his voice, and he's always oh, in his okay. own movie. So maybe yeah, yeah. that was him. Like I don't want to play any of these other characters, so I'll just throw my voice in here. But no, I agree. That was that was one of those things that wasn't needed and just so much that wasn't needed. But I mean, that's that's what makes it enjoyable. Like stuff happens and I just stare at it and gawk and I'm like, what the fuck? And then we just move on. And, and then the story yeah. keeps going. It keeps chugging along. People keep killing themselves and we end up at an old lady's house. Yeah, that doesn't just... that doesn't lead to anything except exactly. for at the end where I think they're, we're in a different country. Right. And it seems like it's just restarting all over it was again. in France. Yeah. 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 And it just started, which makes me wonder why wasn't there the happening two and the subtitle could be what happened it could be the happening two <laughs> what happened yeah and, and we still wouldn't get any answers they'd probably end up back at the same old lady's house it's no it wasn't it wasn't good and that's why i was saying like I, I was really excited for this movie and like i said when m night Shyamalan makes bangers he makes bangers but when he flops he falls hard yeah. and I, I was i was just hoping like okay he's you know he goes up and down like i said i, I enjoyed lady in the water really hated this movie and then i was hoping like oh, you know, maybe after this, he'll come with something a lot better. And then the movie after this was The Last Airbender. So it is what it is. It is. Is there anything else about the movie that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? There were some pretty inventive ways that he had people killing themselves. I wish I wish we did see some more inventive killings, to be honest. Because mm. uh, I know like there was a scene when they were in the city of Philadelphia where the cop is talking to the taxi cab driver and he pulls out his gun, he shoots himself and then everybody walks over and shoots themselves with the same gun. And then we kind of get the same scenario with the with Jeremy Strong's military officer and he pulls out his gun and shoots himself. Like, I kind of wish that we saw different things like that just because I'm not saying I like gruesome over the top things, but right. But I, I would like to see something a little different. And I do think one of the, this didn't feel like horror for me because it was so goofy, but the one moment that really struck me as horror, you mentioned it already, but when they see all those people hanging from trees, I was like, oh shit, like that is mm -hmm. fucked up. But then immediately I was like, why didn't they see this until now? But that moment was freaky. And I wish there yeah. were more moments like that. I agree. There were opportunities. And I will say, not that this makes it any better, but one piece of trivia I forgot to mention was that the lion scene where he gets pulled apart, they, that scene was actually much longer but they had to cut it down. Like there was an extended version of him continuing to get pulled apart, which I don't what's the, know. What's the point? <laughs> I know it's like, you could have stopped it after the first pause before they go back into it. I would have gotten it. I guess they just really wanted to show a guy get picked apart by a lion. But that's the thing is it's like, even if you have a three minute version of that, it's just going to be a shot of them, a camera shot of them looking at the phone and then a shot of, of him getting pulled apart. And then a camera shot of them looking at the phone and then a shot of him getting pulled apart. <laughs> Were they just going to watch a full three minute version of him getting ripped oh, apart? Totally. That's insane. Maybe yeah, that was the, the one good decision of editing was to cut that scene down because it was yeah. not needed. <laughs> no, it was a very crisp, 
hour and a half. And honestly, even it being an hour and a half, I feel like it could have been a smooth 70 minute movie. And I so I probably would have enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you could just cut out the second half of the old lady's house and I would have been fine with it. They live here happily ever after. Cool. I'm down. No, one, one thing I one thing I did want to add before before we uh, finish up and that I actually did laugh extremely hard when he he has the pack of the two kids that he runs in a pack with they find a house and they're just trying to find food and everything trying trying to find some supplies they walk up to the house and there's windows and they're just like holy shit I think I see somebody and the people are just like get off our property or whatever and the kid starts turning into an asshole and he's just like open up you pussies or whatever and the door creaks open and he gets blasted by the shotgun but it's just so funny to me because i'm just like yo m night Shyamalan is killing off 13 year olds with just like a double barrel shotgun and then yeah. the other kid that's standing there just gets shot in the face by a rifle yeah and the, the was, rifle slowly comes out the window right next yeah. to his head and then just blast him. And I, I was crying laughing. What kind of savage do you need to be as a director? It's just like, hey, you know, it'd be really dope if I just kill off two children right. by getting blasted by shotguns. So yeah. I was just like, you're a ridiculous, man. This is an, that's an insane choice, but I, I'm, I'm rocking with it, I guess. Yeah, do your thing, M. Night. That thought you were going to mention that when Mark Wahlberg talks to the plastic plant was actually <laughs> a genuine, that was actually a funny scene. There are a few moments yeah. where Mark, Mark Wahlberg is token Mark Wahlberg, and that was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I could, he's, just I could like, just... <laughs> he's like, I'm talking to a plastic plant. I'm still talking to it. <laughs> All right, so let's put a close on this talk about the happening. I want to ask you what you're writing these days. Do you have anything to promote? What's, what's going on with you? Yeah, so I kind of I kind of go back and forth on writing different things. I, I beat myself over the head too much at being like, ah, oh, I don't. I wonder if people like this. I wonder if people like this. But I actually just saw Fast Nine two days ago. So I mean, that movie was ridiculous, and I'm really excited to write write about that. So I'm gonna write that for a Daily Drunk. Uh, I got Eli's movie buzz on the Daily Drunk. So if you guys have any past reviews that you want to check out, check that out on the Daily on the Daily Drunk. So that one's coming up soon. I have some podcast ideas that I want to throw around the Daily Drunk. So hopefully that'll be coming soon. And um, actually. Not to be super somber to end this podcast, but back in January, I was diagnosed with epilepsy and I've been back and forth on actually talking about this because I, I didn't realize how many people don't realize that they have epilepsy. So I definitely want to talk about my experience and kind of just help people to realize like, hey, if, if you're going through this or have any symptoms and things like that, maybe you should kind of check things out. So that's definitely something I want to talk about just to help people along. So I think that would be really dope. That would be. Yeah, that all sounds awesome. Sounds like you're yeah. you're keeping the creative juices flowing. And, and you know, I, I like that providing yourself as like a resource to other people too. Like that's cool. Yep. That's that's what it's all about, giving back and, and being part of this community. So anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap this up today? I feel like I, I shitted on this movie a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is this, I do love how ridiculous this movie is. But I feel like uh, there are a lot more ridiculous movies that, that, I, that I would be down to talk about. So hopefully I can come back and we can enjoy this a little, uh, even more. Absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. So to all of our listeners, this has been another episode of The Awesome Awful presented by The Daily Drunk. And we will see you next time. Peace.